Welcome to the northern side of the radio. I'm Amy. I'm Emily, and this is the Northern Auditions Podcast. In this week's episode, we'll be reviewing October's club episode and November's club episode. But first, our trivia segment, Who is your genius? Alright, welcome to another installment of Who is Eugenia's, where I, Amy, uh, try and stop my sister, Emily, THE Emily White, um, with some Odyssey trivia. And I've had to be very creative with this, and if you would like to help me with some creative ideas, or um, if you have any questions, please email those to Northern Odysseans, O-D-Y-S-S-I-A-N-S, at gmail.com, and I would really, really appreciate this. Um, okay, so we're going to do the album thing where yeah. I give her an album number. She tells me the album title, the air date, as uh, referring to the Odyssey app. And Although you could check the, the episode vibe. names and the episode numbers. Uh. Or like the span of it. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, we'll just, we just see how well she does. Okay, so first album is number 64. Oh, um, that's under the surface. Okay. What's the air date as, as per the Odyssey Adventure Club app? A, oh, um, 2018. Good job. Okay. And what's the episode names? So it's your honest opinion, please. Yep. The Secret of the Writer's Ruse. Yep. Sir Buddy's Snowy Day. Yep. David and Absalom Parts 1 and 2. Yep. And Out of the Picture. All right, good job. And what is the episode number span? Oh, my goodness. Okay, it's... I'm pretty sure it's in the 800s. Um, oh, oh. Um, so difficult. Eight fifteen to eight twenty one. Oh, is that your final answer? I don't even know if that's six. Yeah, that's six. Yes, it is. Uh, no, it's actually eight thirty two to eight thirty seven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. And sorry, what? Pretty close. Yeah, yeah, you were close. Okay, album forty three. Along for the ride. Yep. And what's the air date? I know what it you would It starts in 2004. I'm almost positive. Okay. Because there's a Christmas episode in there. So if it started in 2005, that wouldn't make a ton of sense. Okay. Well, the air date on the app is 2005. Yes. But I think they are giving you the seat, the album release dates, not the uh, air date. Okay. Well, I am going off of the app. Okay, and what are the episodes in the album? Starts with Sounds Like a Mystery. Yep. Think on these things. Yep. Fairy Tale Vision. Yep. Stars in Our Eyes. Yep. Sunday Morning Scramble. Yep. Potential Possibilities. Yep. Call Me If You Care. Yep. True Calling. Yep. And That's the Truth. Yep. A Lamb's Tale. Yep. A Glass Darkly. Yep. The Coolest Dog. Yep. And you got that in order, too. <laughs> yes, I, I always do. Yeah, I know. Okay, and what's the episode span? I know it's the 500. So, um... But it's not... Super close to the 600s, kind of in the middle. Um, um, 550 to 562. That is very, very close, actually. It's actually 548 to 559. Ah, I did really well. You were like two episodes, you were two numbers off. Well, I got some of that range, though. Yeah, that was, that was, I think that was about the closest. You've been. Good job. Okay, and then last album is album 16. Oh. Um, What's it called? 
Flights of Imagination. Yep. What's the air date as per the app? Uh, 1993. Yes, that's the correct. The year I was born. Yep. Okay, uh, and what are the episode names? Okay, so Columbus the Grand Voyage. Yep. The Mortal Coil Parts 1 and 2. Yep. Best Intentions. Yep. The Living Nativity. Yep. Like Father, Like Son. Yep. Now, these might not be in order. The order is different. You're getting it. You're getting it. I know, but the rest of this order is a bit shaky. Okay. Um, it is well. Yep, that's in there. Is that the order, though? No. Okay. You skipped two, which is fine. No, no, I was going to get to Treasures of the Heart, and this is Chad Pearson. Yeah. Um... I think those were on the same CD when we were kids. Probably. But the order is different now. Yeah. And then, because I think it's supposed to come before An Adventure in Bethany Parts 1 and 2, which is the next episode, and then A Game of Compassion. Yeah. So, actually, like, you you got all of them, but the order is, after, like, Father, like, Son, it's Treasures of the Heart, this is Chad Pearson, it as well, Adventure to Bethany, Parts 1 and 2, and A Game of Compassion. Yeah, but they had... So you just kind of flipped one. Yeah, but I knew those were all in the same CD as kids. Yeah. Because we own that album. Yes, we did. Okay, and what's the episode span numbers? Uh, I think I can get this pretty darn close. Okay. Uh... Uh, 2.15 to 2.26, 27, something like that. I don't think you gave yourself enough enough episodes. But anyway. Um, <laughs> it's hard to count them. You're very, very close. Um, the actual numbers, uh, it's 2.09 to 2.28. Okay. You just didn't get the span. I right think, now. I think... It skips around with episode numbers, though. Like, I don't Maybe. think those are in order, because that doesn't make sense. Like... No, because I looked on here, and that's I, But that's more than 12. Hold on. 9 let's, to 28 is back. more than 12. Let's go back. Okay. And a lot that. of times in this era, they did not put episodes that were aired right after each other in the same album all the time. Okay, Flights of Imagination, 209, 211, 212, 213, 214, 216, 219, 220, 221, 226, 227, 228. Yeah. So there is a couple episodes so, that are not in So order. if you really want me to do this, you've got to count that out before. But how does that work? Well, I, that's like why I just did the span. How old I know that? I just do the span. I go to the first episode, type out that number, and mm. go to the very end and type out that number. Just because then yep. I can, like, get the next album ready. But it's not always a perfect span, as we see this time. Yeah, which is interesting to note. Yeah. All right, well, Emily, I would call you Eugenius. You are Eugenius, and I don't know what is happening. <laughs> it's probably, like, a street cleaner or something. Yeah. So if you heard that, that was a street cleaner uh, who is now cleaning my street. Yay. Yeah. Um, and on that note, we will move on to the reviews. Okay, so starting our review with October's Club episode, which is... Showdown in San Poco. Yeah. Um, overall, I will just say this, it was a very well done episode, and I actually did not expect the ending. I kind of did. And You think I would, but no, it was just... I knew something was going to be... I knew there was going to be some connection somewhere. Yeah. I just didn't know exactly what it was. Yeah. Because that's their MO with these kinds of episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so start from the beginning. Well, actually, interesting fact about this episode. Okay. So this episode highlights the Magi boxes that Healing Hands International does. Yeah. Okay. Originally, they were going to do another episode with Healing Hands International. Hmm. Highlighting their sewing ministry. Interesting. They were. It was going to be the. It was going to be so on and so forth from last November. Or oh. Last last October. Last oh, October. Okay. But there was too much conflict and fighting in that episode. 
So, yeah. So they decided to move it to another one. Okay. Which part of me agrees, but I didn't think that episode made a ton of sense because I didn't understand what they were doing and why. Yeah. So I kind of wish they'd kept it as is. Yeah. Because honestly, fighting happens in church projects and ministry projects all the time. Yeah, exactly. So I think it could have worked, but I kind of get it. Yeah. You know? But yeah, that that made that episode from last year make a ton more sense. Well, yeah, and I mean, <laughs> that and it was like part two of a four-part story that we were like, what the heck is happening? Yeah, and it was like... Yeah, what are what are they sewing? Why are they are they sewing for the kids in Odyssey? Because the kids in Odyssey are okay, mm-hmm. right? Like, it didn't make sense. But so now I understand why it didn't make sense. Because it yeah. had to be reworked in the last minute. But okay, so showdown and Sam Poco. So you've got the episode starts with Grandma Lucia, Abuelita. Yeah. And I don't have to call her that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that and, hasn't been a thing since album 52. And Pastor Knox, and he is outside of the church planting something. And she comes up to him. And is very confused and asks <laughs> why he's yeah. just planting something. And so then he starts into the story of when... Well, no, first he... Okay. First, he says that it was delivered today and that Wooten was very excited about it. (laughs) And she goes, that it was from Guatemala or that it was a jar of dirt? Both. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, uh, and she's... It makes me think of that famous line from Pirates of the Caribbean where he's like, I've got a jar of dirt, I've got a jar of dirt. (laughs) I haven't seen those. I haven't either. I just know that line. (laughs) Because I don't think we were allowed to see those as a kid. Um, no, I don't think mom and dad didn't... It's not... Because they showed our younger siblings. I know! So I don't think it's like that they didn't want to show us. I don't think they thought we would find it entertaining. Okay, because I went to someone's house one time and they wanted to watch it. And I was like 14 and they said I wasn't allowed. Well, that's like, a conversation for mother. Like, um, moving on. <laughs> sorry, I brought sorry, that up. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. So, yeah, and then so Pastor Knox starts off the story with yeah. um, basically well, this first is from he his... brings up the name of he says this is from Alejandro Morietta. Oh yeah, so you find out the name and 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 Grandma Lucia. Is like, I think, like, I think I heard that name on TV or somewhere. Yeah. Getting old, I guess. <laughs> and so. Which should have been my first clue, but I think it was also because I was driving home. So yeah. I was not really paying attention. Yeah. But like I was. Um. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, well, you had to keep your eyes on the road. Yeah, that too. And make sure Maya didn't. Maya's my dog. Make sure Maya didn't, um. Well, I'm no. pretty sure they know, because she's barked on these records oh, yeah. before. Okay, so anyway, so this is from his earlier days when he was... Uh, Not super early, because it's his last missionary trip outside of the U.S. Yes, but it's also during his, like, stint of, like... Uh, Using a motorcycle to get around? Yeah, which I was like, why Ooh. do I love that? And of course, Pastor Knox would be the one to ride a motorcycle. Oh. Anyway. And so he's, he, before he gets to San Poco, because he had been corresponding by letter back and forth with Alejandro. Yeah. And so he, they, so he was headed, <coughs> he was headed to San Poco, but before he gets there, he's at a gas station. Yeah. And he sees these. He runs into these, to these, uh, not so nice guys. Yeah, and um, basically just, he asks them if they know how to get there, and they direct him, and then basically the one guy says, oh yeah, mention Joaquin when you get there, that'll really help you. <laughs> like, that's my name, mention it. <laughs> it's like, okay. I know, somehow I didn't trust that. 
Yeah, I wasn't really sure what to think. It's so ominous. Because Pastor Nox thinks they're like a riding club. But Not he, a gang. But he also just knows that something's up. Yeah. And so he gets to um, Senpoko to the cantina, which I'm assuming is like a hangout place with some food. I don't really know what that is. Yeah, sounds about right. Anyway. And then he mentions the name. Yeah, and he everyone mentions, does he mentions not... walking. No, well, they, they don't like the bike. Oh, yeah, there's already, already and, that. And then he mentions Joaquin. And everyone acts as if they don't speak English. <laughs> well, well, I don't think they do. Well, no, I feel like, like some I of them... I think they speak broken English. Yeah. Because then... But they act as if they didn't even understand him. And then they just Cause, disappear. Because then Alejandro comes out and he speaks fluent English. Yeah. And, um... Kind of explains a little bit why. And so... And so we... And so... They're talking. And Wilson assures him that... He just met Joaquin. And yeah, he he's, doesn't actually he's, know him. He's here by invitation. He has a letter and then... Finally, uh, Alejandro figures out, oh, are you Pastor Wilson Knox? It's like, yeah, I guess I should have led with that. <laughs> that yeah. would have been helpful information. Which sounds like something I would do. So this is a lesson for all of you kids at home. <laughs> Start with your name. Yeah. Might help you out. Not some, like, ominous biker gang that comes riding up next to you as you're filling up with gas and saying, mention my name. Don't mention their name. Mention yeah. your name first. Yeah. So they... Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> they start hanging out, and we skim ahead a little bit, and Wilson talks about how he was, like, helping them with church services and yeah. visiting the sick and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um... And we skip ahead to when they're riding through this particular piece of land on his motorcycle. And um, Alejandro tells him to stop because he wants to show him this part of the land because this is where he wants to build his church. Yeah. Because they've been meeting in the cantina up until that point. Um, so, he, he tells, uh, he tells Wilson that this, this land is owned by this local widow, and her her last name is Hernandez, I don't remember what her first name is. Um. I can look it up. Continue. But it starts with an E, I think. But anyway. But anyway. Uh, so. Um. And Wilson's. And he. But Alejandro kind of wants to wait until. Um. They, he has a bigger congregation and can raise more money. And Wilson's like, let's go talk to her now. Because she, she lives somewhere else further away on the land. And so they talk. They go, and he tells her. They t- and and Alejandro tells her that he has two thousand cases. Pesos. No, I don't remember what the the currency was. It's two thousand of them, and she says I can't sell it for that, and they're like they get kind of defensive about it and then she finally gets them to stop talking and so she can finish. And she says, I can't sell it for that because it's too much. And you're like, oh, I so, love her already. So she agrees to sell it for half that. Yeah. And, and they're all excited. And they 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 leave after promising to bring the paperwork back later in the week. Yeah. And and Wilson says to Alejandro when they leave, he's like, "James four two, you do not have because you do not ask," and, <laughs> and et cetera, et cetera. 
Mm-hmm. And so then... But things take a turn. Yep. And... Um... And so when they come back with the paperwork, she's super resistant. So it's like complete opposite of what was happening oh, before. Oh, and we and we found out that by this point that Joaquin is a car, is the local cartel leader. Ah, right. We found out in the first scene with Alejandro. I just forgot to mention that. Yes. Um, so. So we already know he's not good news. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So. She's really resistant. She says she found out the land was worth more than um was worth more than she originally thought. Yeah. And she just she's not she's not budging, but Wilson's like, Okay, she's super nervous. What's going on here? Um hmm. But she and then and then Joaquin steps in. And and Alejandro just leaves. Yeah, he runs. Jumps and, on, on the motorcycle and takes off. Yeah, and and then um she she signs the paper after Alejandro leaves. She signs Joaquin's contract. Mm. And then <coughs> Joaquin leaves and Wilson's like, Okay, what's going on? Um, and so then she fills him in. She fills him in on basically the background. Because she tells him that the reason Alejandro left is because Wilson guesses that they've had run-ins before. And she's like, yeah, you could say that. Alejandro is Joaquin's older brother. Dun, dun, dun. So, basically... Like, oh, lovely. Continue. Basically, um... So and doesn't he like get so so more background? Yeah, he gets more background, and we find out that she, they were living. She they were living on the orphan orphans ranch run by Miss Hernandez and her uh, late husband, which I cannot find the name for. So if you know it, please let us know. I don't think there is a name for the ranch. No, no, her name. Yeah, it wasn't said on AIO Wiki. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they... So, and she mentions that they were really happy as kids and that the, the orphans there were well cared for mm-hmm. and that missionaries would often come and they would bring boxes for the kids, um, which that was what Lucia had come in at first to talk to Wilson about, is Odyssey Community Church doing... Magi boxes. But we don't know that yet. No, we no we don't. But anyway. I, I forgot to mention that. Sorry. Well, I don't think she really says much about She just says like the bare minimum, but anyway. Yeah, so we don't really know like what Um what but it is. so anyway, they go to So we're so they're so Joaquin and Alejandro both received a box as kids. Yeah. And Joaquin got a toy harmonica mm-hmm. that he played badly, which... Whoever plays those things <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I wanted to when I was a kid, but no. No. Um, and so, but then a few weeks after the missionaries left, the cartel showed up. Lovely. And they, they needed workers. And they took some of the kids. She was able to hide some of them, but not Alejandro and Joaquin. Yeah. And Alejandro hid in this crawl space under the porch, but he didn't want Joaquin to hide with him because it was a tight space. I assume that he was worried that they would both be discovered. Yeah. If they hid together. Yeah. Um, And then, so Joaquin was taken... And then shortly after Joaquin was taken, Alejandro was adopted by a missionary family. Yep. And moved to Texas. Yep. And so he grew up in a Christian home and became a pastor. And Joaquin had to go through all the 
abuse and not stuff. fun stuff that happens when you're a With, slave to a cartel. Yeah. Just saying. But he rose through the ranks and became the leader. Or like a leader. A leader. I don't I don't think he's the leader. I think he's a leader. And so when Ali and but Alejandro when he came back well, after he became a pastor, actually, she says he became a minister, but she says it really weird. Mm. <laughs> and then, and so, but same difference. Yeah. And so, and so when he came back, he wanted to work on the orphan ranch, but they had closed it down by that point. Yeah. And so she was hoping he would start it up again. And so when when they had come to her... She thought he was turning a corner, but he's basically still that scared little boy. Yeah. And he feels guilty. Yeah, that his brother got taken, but he didn't. Yeah, and so... And when Joaquin found out that she was selling him... Selling Alejandro the land, he threatened to take... The children into the cartel unless she sold him the land. No fun. And so and and she couldn't afford to not she couldn't afford to call his bluff. Yeah. Because the authorities are owned by the cartel. Which is usually what happens. Yeah. Um So not a good situation. So she basically didn't have a choice. Yeah. And then, basically, she finishes this up, and the landlord calls, uh, Alejandro's landlord calls her, because he used to work for her. Yeah. And says that he had gone into his house, and he'd put, he'd, he'd looked for something and put it in his pocket, and they were worried that it might be a gun. Mm. And so they go to, uh, she has, like, a truck or something. And so Wilson and her go to Joaquin's house. Yeah, because they're trying to stop Alejandro from shooting Joaquin because that's what they think is going to happen. Yeah, but it's not. Nope. It's just a a thing to create suspense as we go into the next scene. Yep. And um, (coughs) so... uh, But they try to convince Alejandro not to shoot him because they still think he has a gun. Yeah. And but it's actually the toy harmonica, Aww. from the box. Yeah, and basically he tries. He says like, "I know God loves me, even though I was a coward when we were kids, and I know He loves you too." Remember what was engraved on this harmonica? Which yeah. how did you do that? Like I know it. Like, like I never thought you could engrave anything on those. Well, I feel like you can kind of engrave anything onto anything. Yeah. There's ways to do it. Anyway, so he brings up the engraving that the lady put on it. Or whoever had done it had put on it. He said, no, he says Oh, he says the lady? Okay, I wasn't sure. Um, and so and it's like uh, to Joaquin Morietta with the love of Christ. Yeah. Or something This like was that. such a cute scene. I was like, I love this. Anyway. And he... Cute. Really cute. It's just so sweet. Like, Yeah, it's sweet, aww. but I wouldn't call it cute. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and, like, Joaquin is basically super resistant. Yeah. Because he's like, how, how can you think that giving this to me would... Make me apologize and get all sappy and forgive you and yeah and um and so there's like he basically just is like nope nope and not happening and Wilson as they leave Wilson says God's peace be upon you Joaquin you and your whole household yeah which very biblical yes and um. And he's like, what do you know about peace? And and so they leave. 
And basically that's the end of the story. Yeah. And then, and then we find out, and then Wilson reads the letter. And so basically Joaquin was killed. According to this letter that Alejandro wrote, Wilson. Yeah. Joaquin was killed by a rival cartel. Yep. And in his will, he left Alejandro the land and enough money to build the church. Aww. So Alejandro isn't sure um, if Joaquin accepted Jesus, but he thinks this is just him turning some kind of corner. Yeah. And it's, and he he says some people wouldn't take the money because it's blood money, but, you know, what, what, um, like what Joseph said to his brothers in Genesis 50, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. For good. Yep. So it's like, so he says it's, it's worth it to, to turn that around. Yeah. Like redeem it. Yeah. And then Wilson explains that he sent him the dirt and some seeds from the native uh, plants and stuff in the area. Yeah. And that he wants, that Alejandro wants Wilson to do the same. And then plant it so that it can be a reminder to pray for them. Then there'll be sister churches. Which is so sweet. I love it. And this is where we find out. That Lucia was the one who gave Joaquin the box. Yeah. The Magi box. And, like, that's why she wanted to come and talk to him. Because she's a part of it. and she Like, wants... she's done it in the past. Yeah. And so she wants um, Odyssey Community Church to do that. And Wilson's like, of course. We are definitely doing that. And then she agrees to help him plant the seeds. And that's where the episode ends. It was so good. Yeah, I feel like the martyr and the rooster does this kind of reveal better. I don't remember. I have not heard that one the, in a while. The one where Wilson is in the prison, like he's working yeah. at the prison, and then, but we don't know that. Yeah. Until yeah. the end, when we find out. Well, that, and like, until the end, when we find out that he denied Christ. Yeah. And that's why I think that's a, a better one because I had no idea he was there. Like not- Well, I will say, I, I feel like maybe if I paid attention a little bit more, it probably would have been, like, I probably would have been able to figure it out. But yeah. I have to say, though, it was still, like, a really well-done episode. It was. I think Wilson's review on the other one just carried more weight probably. to me. Yeah. And so I... They're both written by Phil Lawler. Ah, so. yes. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um... But yeah, overall, I thought it was a really well done episode. It was a good story. Yeah. It really shows how small things can make a big impact. Yeah. Even when there's lots of setbacks in the way. and Which is actually really funny because last night, so I'm a youth leader at my church, and we were, we're going through the biblical timeline, so we're talking about um, like typical Bible stories that you hear a lot as a kid. But kind of go more in depth and how it points to Jesus. And we were actually talking about Joseph last night, funny enough. It's, a, it's just funny. And mm-hmm. if you want to know where that verse is, it's Genesis 50, verse 20. <laughs> I knew it was in Genesis 50. Yeah. But it's a good story. And it's like, it's just funny how similar stories are. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Anything else to say about this episode? No. All right, let's move on to our next review. Okay, second review, A Friend in Need. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Can, can I bring up a quick cast note for a second that I've been wanting to talk with you about for ages? Yeah, go for it. Um, I think you'll appreciate this more than I will, which is why I want to more than I did. So, okay. Jay's dad... I mean, yes. I appreciated it too, but Jay's dad is played by Clint Howard. Do you know who that is? I feel like I should. 
Do you know who his brother is? <laughs> you might just have to tell me. <laughs> he is Ron Howard's brother. Okay. Ron Howard played Opie on the Andy Griffith Show. Oh, I was like, where do I recognize that name from? Okay, that's cool. And he, wasn't he like the main guy on Happy Days and whatever too? Yeah. Yeah. And he also had a cameo in The Waltons. Oh yeah. That... Like for one episode where he played a kid with leukemia. Was that him? Yeah. That is such a sad episode. I know. Okay. If you know, you know. That's so sad. Yeah. Um, it's in like season two. Yes. Um, yes. Anyway. And and like That's cool. Clint played like a character on the Andrew Griffith show, but I couldn't figure out who. Oh. Um, interesting. Somebody younger, because I think he's the younger brother. Yeah, that would make sense. And like Dave Arnold, when when they were originally casting Jay's dad for There and Back Again. Yeah. Dave Arnold had Clint Howard in mind. Hmm. I feel like they intentionally go for Andy Griffith alumni. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we all know that you guys are good, so... Because they want to hear stories about Hellsmith. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to tell you that because you're more well-versed in those shows than I am. I love the older shows. Like Andy Griffith, Dick Van Dyke, I Love Lucy, Dick Bonanza. Van, um, Dick Van Dyke is on Prime. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> I Love Lucy is on Paramount Plus, so I've started to watch that. Um, and I have, I think, the first like five seasons of The Waltons on Janet iTunes. Wa- Janet Waldo was on I Love Lucy for like one episode. I need to look that up. Um. She said that what in else? an interview years ago. Uh, I need to go through the entirety of MacGyver, like the old one, um, which I haven't yet, which is kind of shocking. But I own like the fourth season and I've seen, no, I own the third season and I've seen the f- fourth season because I got it out of the library. Anyway, like I love old shows. So, so anything to do with that, yes. I knew you would like that. So I. Oh yeah, Bonanza oh. you can find on YouTube. So I wanted to... Um... This is how I watch old shows. Okay. Yeah, no, that is really, really cool. So I wanted I to that. tell you that... Um... Okay. So, so let's so, jump in. Uh, so this is a fun episode. Yes. It's a good time. It's It has to do with Jay and Zoe. And Buck. And Buck, which... Anyway. <laughs> I love Buck. I didn't say that I didn't. <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so episode... This is like a four-person cast. Yeah, which I thought was really interesting. Except for, like, the cameo from Daniel from the fan club. Right, which I didn't quite realize <laughs> until after I heard it. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, me That's neither. Cool. Uh, so, hey, Daniel. Hi, Daniel, if you're actually <laughs> listening. <laughs> well, he's going to challenge me to Odyssey trivia on Friday. Oh, he so... better be listening to our podcast then. <laughs> Um, okay. Anyway. Well, I mean, we also have the famous Emily White from, uh, Facebook, so, you know. <laughs> Thank you for, Nate, for giving me full main treatment there. I'm sorry, um, I'm pretty sure we've done that before. I've definitely yeah. called, I've definitely been like, guys, this is the Emily yeah. White. Like, yeah. that Emily White. Okay, so let's... I will do it again. I have. Anyway. <laughs> So let's start talking about the episode. So, yeah. Okay. So, um. Episode starts. So Jay comes to Zoe's door. And he is like, I think I bruised my knuckles because your door is really hard. I sometimes don't understand Jay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, he's so weird, he's funny. And she's like, I don't have the energy for you right now. <laughs> oh, Jay is also an old TV show connection yeah. to. I Full House. Yes. And if you watch Glee, he's on there for like uh, one episode. Yeah, I don't watch Glee. I started to watch Glee and then I got to that episode and I was like, oh, that is really weird. That is so weird. Because that's all, that's the only voice I could hear. I was like, you are Jay in adult form. But he is an adult playing Jay. I know, but it's weird. I was like, Jay in adult form. I don't know how I like this. 
That Any- always happens. Anyway, <laughs> so um, and, and and Zoe just he wants Zoe to help him find this. He wants him to her to help him find this baseball card, and she's just like, I don't have the energy for you. Like, get out. Like, you need to be working on our history project. And, of course, Jay wants to do anything but work on the history project. And he's like... Uh, per usual. And he's like, um... Well, wars have been... <coughs> wars have been fought over baseball cards. Any war in history. And she's like, I can't believe my history grade depends on you. <laughs> Which... Can you imagine having Jay as a partner in anything? No. That would just, no. He wants Zoe to be his partner in life. No, don't we know it. Um, that comes up later. Oh, right. (laughs) Anyway, so, um, he convinces, he finally convinces her to come with him because she just wants to get out of the house, which I feel that. (laughs) Yeah. But we don't really know why she wants to get out of the house so bad until later on. So... Um, they go and... Um, well, they go to his house. Well, no, he... Ex- okay, so actually, he explained how he lost this baseball card. We should right. go over that. His cousin was over. Came over and... They had ordered Jay, pizza. And Jay was in the basement watching uh, an Elvis movie marathon. Right, Because, yep. of course, he was. Elvis. And, uh, and so, um... And then they ordered pizza and, and his cousin didn't have any... They, and they also them. ordered garlic bread, and so they didn't have. <laughs> they, so specific. They didn't have money for the tip. So then he just gave him the baseball card as a tip. Yeah. And so they go to the house, and there's a bunch of pizza boxes from all different restaurants because apparently all they ate that weekend was pizza, which you know doesn't sound like a bad thing. Anyway. Which um and then. But then so they're looking they, for they, the receipt. They yeah I said that already. They find the receipt from the previous night because it's dated, yep. and so Zoe phones the restaurant. It's also time steps. She phones the restaurant, asks who was delivering to that address around seven o'clock, and it turns out to be Buck. Yeah, so they're talking. We him. find that out in the next scene. Yes, because he's the first one to talk in the next scene, and he remembers the card. And he gets weird tips all the time, including a bag of pistachios. Which, okay, I have been a pizza delivery person. Yes, you have. I have never gotten weird um, tips. I actually got tips. Actually, no, I think the weirdest delivery was um, I was delivering to a school that's nearby because they were putting on, like, this, like, youth of the city event thing it went well it was with some of our my fellow youth leaders at our last church um they were putting it on <laughs> how have i never heard about this before oh i don't know anyway and it was it was so funny so i knew the guy that was that i was delivering to because like him and was i it, have known each other for um was a it while. tyler no it was josh uh and because the kids all had to like chip in to to pay he literally paid me in all toonies <laughs> this was like an a hundred and like twenty some odd dollar order, and I was like, "You're paying me in toonies," and like it doesn't really matter. Oh my goodness, I do not. I don't even remember. I don't even want to know. If you're not in Canada, toonie is a two dollar coin. Oh yeah, probably should have led with that. So anyway, but what's actually great is because us delivery drivers, we always got two dollars on every delivery, regardless of what tip they gave us. Because it was, like, the driver's fee. So we would, and we would, when we came back from a delivery, we would, like, punch it in or whatever, and we'd get the $2 out of the cash register. Like, our our boss told us just to take it out of the cash register as soon as you get back so that you know that you've taken it out. Because it was, like, it was $2 on every delivery. Yes, plus whatever tips. You could Mm -hmm. take it out of there Mm because I got my tips in cash. And I was, like, okay, cool. But, like, so we went through so many toonies so it was great, but it was just like sitting there, like watching him as he's counting it out in oh, all these. He, he and I was like, I was like, okay. Oh, good. He counted it out. I mean, you. I also found it weird that I was delivering and it was people I knew. Because that's always been my biggest thing. So I did not want to deliver to people I knew. Which school <laughs> was this? 
Uh, I'll tell you after. Okay. Um, yeah. So that was that was great. Um, <laughs> but anyway, other than that, I haven't gotten so, any weird tips from that. So time. Buck says that his car is a mess and he doesn't really want anybody going through it without him. Oh yes. So he's like, maybe I can meet you somewhere after I get up at six. And the baseball card convention that Jay is trying to go to ends at four, and he's like, no, we can't do that. It has to be sooner rather than later. Uh, yeah. And, and so then Buck says, well, I'll take a break in, like, 15 minutes or something. Yeah. So then they're standing by his car, and, of course, Jay being Jay, he finds a way into Buck's car. Um, and Zoe has, <laughs> he goes through the sunroof. Right, But right. Zoe has a call with her mom. And so she's kind of distracted and doesn't even see. But, like, as she's talking to her mom, you can hear Jay in the background, like, somehow falling in through the sunroof into his car. And you're like, what the heck? Well, I guess he, like, stepped on the hood of the car. Okay, but I'm sorry. He makes it sound like it's an accident. How do you accidentally, while you're standing on the ground, fall into his car through the sunroof? explain that to me i mean who can explain jay jay is a whole different breed of human Um, (laughs) but it was so funny so anyway but then during this call with uh the zoe is taking uh you find out that something about her mom i don't know like all what you find out in this no we just basically find out that i think we find out that it's a dance dance and that um she She's, she doesn't she want to She seems like she's trying to get out of it. Yeah. And so she's saying, I gotta go to, I probably need to go to this fundraiser at the library, etc. Yeah, and, making uh, an excuse and just like, no, I don't yeah, really want to go. Which, time with mom? Yes, please. I mean, I don't know how many siblings she has, but when you have as many yeah. siblings as we do, one-on-one time with a parent yeah. almost never happens. Oh, except when I was younger and you guys would go to Pioneer Girls and I would get mom and dad all to myself. So we went to Costco. (laughs) And I got a snack afterwards on top of all the samples. It was so much fun. That's a callback. Yep. That's from like when you were... Tuesday nights, that's what we did. That's from when you were like five. No, I was in grade five because I remember I got my Tamagotchi in grade five. But no, we (laughs) didn't go to Pioneer Girls after we left for Southgate. No, except I remember we drove, well, maybe, okay, all I remember is on the Tuesday night, we would drop you guys off. I had my Tamagotchi, which I only got when I was in grade five, because my friend's like, here, I have an extra one, have it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm not going to say no to this. Um, And I remember, like, sitting there in the big van in my row, okay. and I was playing it, and I was trying to keep my Tamagotchi alive, but problem I is don't... I couldn't see the screen, because... You know, it was dark outside. I don't remember doing Pioneer Girls that late, but maybe. I I think you were. No, I was not. But anyway, we've gone off track here. (laughs) Squirrel! (laughs) Okay, back to it. So then Zoe ends her phone call, and she turns around, and Jay's inside Buck's car. Again. He says, she's like, Jay, where are you? He's like, I'm not in Buck's car. And by by not, I mean am. (laughs) <laughs> oh Jay. He definitely makes like he definitely has that like comedy gold. But anyway, so Zoe gets mad at him as per yeah. usual. I was just like, why do, why why? Um and then uh Jay's looking all throughout his car and I think he's just finding like random yeah, stuff yeah. that's in Buck's car. But also he he overheard Zoe's conversation. Oh, yeah, so he's trying to, like... And he gets sincere. He's like, ditch the teacher, <coughs> not the mom. Yeah. Mom points should never be wasted. Nope. I'm like... <laughs> which is really cute. But, yeah. um... And so... And she, but she then... That's when she explains to him that it's a mother-daughter dance. Yeah. Which, in my head, I'm like... Father-daughter dance, I get. Mother-daughter dance. Eh. Well, it's like... I'm thinking it's like a Christmas gala situation. Yeah, but there's dancing and, like, obviously it's probably, like, party dancing and not, like... Yeah, but, like... Yeah. Why wouldn't you just call it a gala? Because not everyone calls things galas. I don't know. Um, I'm not the one to ask. 
Anyway, so... So, uh, I think Buck comes out at this point and gets mad at Jay for somehow accidentally getting into his car through the sunroof, which... Don't know how he does it, but okay. Yeah, and so... And then... Jay has some really <laughs> funny lines in this episode, like... Yeah, anyway. He's, I know, I was laughing the entire time I was listening like, to it. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I could throw in some groveling or some permanent beseeching at the beginning. <laughs> Um, yeah, who uses a word like beseeching in a moment like that? Anyway. Jay. Yeah, I know. So, uh, so he's like, well, they they have to clean the ovens. So, uh, the, so Buck has some more time. So they decide to go to the thrift store where Buck went when he was on his way home the previous uh, night. Yeah, because he had some chores, uh, like stuff to drop off for Eugene and Katrina. So they go there, and then as Buck's talking to the manager, manager I was thinking that's who it was. Um, Zoe and Jay are looking through the baseball cards, and Zoe begins to realize that Jay knows nothing about the card he's looking for. Right. He doesn't know the player. He doesn't know the team. So she's just, he, she's getting a little suspicious. Like, what yeah. is happening here? I mean, also... Do we really, should we expect nothing less? The fact that Jay has no idea what he's looking for? Well, we find out why, though, later. Because, like... Well, no, I know, but at this point, it's like, are we really that surprised that Jay has no idea about baseball? Not really, but anyway, so... I mean, we, come, yeah, we find out Buck later. comes back, says it wasn't in the box. And, and earlier, Jay said, um, is this what I'm depending on, serendipitous gravity? <laughs> right. Anyway, and then I need to start using these. Anyway, and then <laughs> and then we find out um that and and Zoe, oh no, they're about to just leave Jay alone. Yeah. Like they're about to just desert him. But then he and then, well, but Zoe asks him how many innings are in a baseball game, and he says I prefer the outings personally. She's like, that's what I thought. You stole the card. He's like, no, I did not steal the card. And it's not like I didn't get into Buck's car because I did. I mean, <laughs> I I don't know what you're talking about. And so we find out that the card was his his dad's. dad's. The mailman dropped it off the day before. And he opened it to look up the player. To look up the player so that they would have something to talk about when he met him at the convention. Yeah. And then Hurricane Vincent happened. And, and you know, the rest. And so, and he's like, and he's, so, Buck's like, you were trying to connect with him. And, and so, we, and he's like, yes, my, this, like, I want, my dad likes two things. Rocket science and baseball cards. And the last time I looked at a calculus problem, I went blind for like three yeah. hours. <laughs> so we're going with baseball cards. <laughs> and he says, um, his, his baseball card collection is like his other child. The one he actually likes. Aww. And his voice breaks there. And you, you start feeling for him. Yeah. And then we realize... And then Buck's like, well, we could try one more spot. Yep. And so they, so they, they go, go to, to a pond. Yes, because <sighs> Buck is collecting samples for an experiment that Eugene is doing. That he and Eugene are doing together. Yes. And he's like, maybe I dropped it here because I came here last night. And they find it. And then they drive to... The convention. Yep. Jay gets out of the car. And Buck and Zoe have a conversation. Which, I don't think we've ever had a conversation between Buck and Zoe. Like, I don't know. Buck kind of takes the wit role here a little bit. Which Which is interesting. Which is really interesting. Considering where he came from. Um, hmm. Like, and, because, so basically, Zoe's been getting a lot of texts. Yeah. And she gets another one, and she's like, my mom's just trying to plan something. And then she says, thanks for helping, Jay, and we get that. And then uh, and then he's like, so what's your mom planning, bingo night? And she's <laughs> like, 
no, it's just this mother-daughter dance at our church. And she's made all these plans for, like, dinner before and dessert after and getting her hair done. and Yeah. And, and he's like, you don't want to go? And she's like, no, I really do want to go. But I know she doesn't want to go because she doesn't like this kind of thing. Her perfect night is a, is a campfire in the mountains. That sounds great. Yeah. I'm all for that. Which... Our mom loves that kind of stuff, too, but she also likes getting dressed up and doing fun things. Mother likes glamping, not actual (laughs) camping. The fact that she has (laughs) an espresso maker and a Keurig at the cabin should tell you something. Well, that's a cabin. That's not like what they used to put in their RV. No, but she also, before we had the cabin, she had an espresso and... Uh, Keurig in the trailer for when they went camping because we have done uh, tent camping and mother does not like tent camping. Mother <laughs> likes trailer camping. Ergo, she likes glamping. I don't like tent camping either. It's I know, cold. I don't like it either. I only have one memory of it and I just remember being cold. And We're breath. also in the backyard. No. In that like two room tent. No, this was actual <laughs> camping. Oh. Somewhere. I don't Okay, I shouldn't say that I don't like camping in a tent because I can do it. I just can't sleep on the ground. So I'd have yeah. to bring a cot. And yeah. then because I love the feeling of bundling up and being like cozy and warm. It was, but then if I get too hot, I can just like, you know, take off my hood or I just my toque. Re- I just remember it was cold and and it's wet. And it stinks. It's cold. <laughs> and the rats like to nibble at your feet. Well, and, and I remember we were listening to The Devil Made Me Do It on CD. Oh, yeah, because that was a good idea. That's a good episode, though. Yeah, but I feel like when you're trying to go to bed, The Devil Made Me Do It is really not a good episode. <laughs> no, I think that was in the morning or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. Anyway... <laughs> Segways. We don't have a lot of time. We keep going on these tangents. <laughs> okay. Um, Back to it. So Buck and Zoe are having a conversation. And, and Buck. Right, Zoe has. This is where Buck gets his good lines. Yep. So Buck's like, you know what I love doing when I come home? Before I come. You know what my favorite part is about coming home now? Stopping to collect those algae samples for dad. <laughs> My heart. It's so cute. I literally okay. I was washing dishes while I was listening to this, and I was like, "Ah, it's so cute." I was like, "Oh, my heart is melting." I'm done. <laughs> Somebody come pick me off the floor later. <laughs> um, like it's so. I think it's more poignant because Will Ryan isn't here anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, and we still don't know what they're doing with him. But anyway, that's another conversation for another time. So, Buck Buck puts his own wisdom on this, and it's very, very smart. And he's like, yeah, he enjoys it because Eugene enjoys it. Mm -hmm. And it's like he's bringing home buried treasure because he always brings home, like, these super rare samples, apparently. And, like... He, and like basically, yeah, Buck enjoys it because he because Eugene enjoys it, and it's probably the same for Zoe's mom. <coughs> yep. So then we get to the final scene, and this is where um, Jay Zoe goes in to find Jay. And, I feel and, so bad for Zoe in this moment. And, and they find his his dad. Yeah. And he and Jay introduces him to Zoe and he he says this is funny. sorry I know what's happening so I started to laugh and then Emily started to laugh because she saw me laughing this this is this is Princess Zoe the source of all our sleep <laughs> and I'm like oh my goodness but it makes it feel more cute but no it kind of is a little creepy no this no, is why you, you've been, t- I mean, hmm. no, I think it, I think it makes it feel less creepy because, you know, Jay's like talking with his dad about this and it's yes, like. Yes, I realize that. 
But <laughs> the fact that this is how he referred to Zoe as. <laughs> I don't know. If I knew that a guy was talking to his parents and referred to me as like that. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to go over here. <laughs> But then, but then he says, you two make a great couple. And she's like, we're not a couple. <laughs> yeah. And then, but then we find out that, like, that Vincent called Jay's dad because he was worried that it was going to, like, blow them to smithereens or something. <laughs> I, I forget what he says, but he's uh-huh. like, yeah, we wanted, he wanted to talk to me for, he wanted to apologize for receiving distance and because <laughs> jay thought he had probed his brain uh, with his science powers which we've already been through that yeah like in reality yeah recently so that was an interesting joke mm-hmm. and uh listen to our 28 hours reviews they're good that oh i was like what are we referring to <laughs> i understand yeah i understand um and so then, um, and, and, like, and so Jay's dad is like, why didn't you just call me? And so he's like, that's what I said. He goes, exactly. Listen to your better half. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. We're not a whole, which <laughs> we're not a couple. And, and he says that he bought it for Jay. He bought the card for Jay to start his collection. Yeah. Because he wanted them to have an interest, a special interest together. Interest, yes. And, um, which I feel like most of those in our family are TV shows. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, so, um, (laughs) yes. One in particular? Um, and so, and so they decide to go walking around the convention and then the episode calls with Zoe call ends with Zoe calling her mom because she stays back and she calls her mom and asks if they can get their nails done for the dance yeah so it's just a really cute episode and a very weird one and some like very funny moments but it's really funny and Abigail Geiger wrote this one Nice. She's the newer female writer. I like it. One of two. Well, I mean, if he, <clears throat> if she can convince the male writers to not put explosions and car chases into <clears throat> romance <clears throat> stories, <clears throat> she is she is already ahead of everyone else. <laughs> but every love story, that, and this is what Marshall Younger said back when Kathy was complaining about that on the Novacom thing. I know. Why do you think she, I brought he it up? Said, he said, um... Every love story that's ever been done, you have to ask the question, why can't these people get together? Which is true. Yeah, except a lot of those people have gotten together in TV shows, if that's what we're talking about. I know tons of couples that, like, from the beginning, I was like, oh, they'd be so cute together. And then they end up together, and I'm like, yes. And we except know. for one, and I won't go into that because <laughs> I will rant about it for the next 20 minutes. I wonder if we're thinking of the same one. Probably not. Probably not. Anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, overall, I think this was a really, really sweet episode. I really liked the Buck calling Eugene dad. Because it's like, oh. Um, but it's so sad, too. Because we just still don't know if they're going to recast Eugene or not. Yes. But then um, I and find if it, it interesting. And if you're listening to this when it comes out, it comes out on the anniversary of Will Ryan's death. Yes, that's right. Which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. No, wait. <laughs> I thought I had what I was going to say. Oh, what? Mm. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like, the comics that are that they're putting out for, um... Yeah, I haven't the club. finished them. The, the comic for this month is all to do with a Meltzner family Christmas. I know. I, and they're bringing is it, Leonard it's not and a, Everett back. Wait, is, is it out yet? 
I don't think it's yet. How do you know what the you literally gave her back? Because, well, okay, so I had someone email us. I won't say her name because she has emailed us before and requested to not have her name in there. But she was talking to me, or she was mentioning how she loves the Leonard Meltzer saga, and um, she liked how we... Can you, uh, can you read me the email? Yeah, after like, after we're done, yeah. Um, and she was, she had, she had agreed with us that um, Leonard and Everett, you know, you know that whole, if you if you listen to yeah. it, you know our yes. whole, anyway. And, but then she had told me that that, that their new um, comic is yes. a Meltzer Family Christmas I heard and that, that they're bringing Everett I and heard, Leonard back I forward. heard that it was a Meltzer Family Christmas. I did not hear that they're bringing Leonard and Everett And back. I was like, that is amazing. I heard from the creator's mouth that it's a Meltzer Family Christmas, so I don't know why I didn't hear that they're bringing Leonard and Everett back. But I just think that's Maybe great. I blocked it out. I don't Maybe. know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, shout out to that emailer, you know who you are, and we really appreciate your responses. And again, if you would like to email us and, um, you know, share your thoughts on some of the things that we have said, please email us at northernodysseans, O-D-Y-S-S-I-A-N-S at gmail.com. And I will try and get back to you at a timely time. I'm very bad with email, but I do see to, it. You need to put me in charge of that next year. Yeah. I'll the only do- reason why I don't is in case people send questions. She can't yeah, really see I, it. I know. Um, no, I'm telling them that too. <laughs> uh, but yes, we really appreciate the responses we have got. And um, we really appreciate you guys. And um, yeah. And I know it sounds like my voice is like sucks. I don't know what's happening. And I think I'm losing it. My voice, not my mind. <laughs> Although, <laughs> wow. Rude. It's okay. I'd say it about myself. Um, but yeah. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say? No. All right. Well, thank you for listening. And um, see you next time. Stay tuned for next week's episode where we'll be reviewing Parker for President and the key suspect to begin our Rydell Revelations saga. If you have any trivia questions you would like to send to us, you can email them to Northern Auditions. O-D-Y-S-S-I-A-N-S at gmail.com Thank you for joining us on the northern side of the radio. I'm Amy. I'm Emily. Keep Keep listening. listening.